You're listening to the Swimmer's Ear Podcast. sound you're listening to the swimmers here podcast episode five with me connor hair um thanks to everyone who checked out the last episode with niall o'reilly um really funny episode some of the stories that niall was telling on the podcast about the blind authority usa tour just had me in stitches um so yeah really glad we had him on that um on this episode we're talking with jeremy stiff of the band fury most famously uh, amongst other bands um, if you're not familiar with Fury, Fury are a Californian hardcore band um, that put a demo out on Mosh's Delight Records and triple uh, seven inch on Triple B Records last year. Um, got to see Fury last year when Shrapnel went over to play America's Hardcore Fest in Boston, um, and probably the best set I saw over there, if not sort of tied with Breakdown while we played. Absolute killer band. Um, got to speak to Jeremy for a little bit at the gig as well, um, as we'd been talking on the internet just about old 90s indie bands and stuff, because we sort of share a familiar music taste in regards to that. So, yeah, um, really glad to have him on this episode. Uh, as you'll tell, he's a real chill dude, knows his shit inside out and sound as fuck. So, yeah, really glad to have him on. Um, on this episode, we just talk about classic hardcore, old 90s indies records, and david lynch films amongst loads of other stuff so yeah i hope you enjoy the episode um it usually works yeah <laughs> but yeah for anyone listening um this uh podcast episode's guest is jeremy uh known as the vocalist in fury uh also plays guitar and pocket knife and you play drums in gem and layman as well am i getting that right Dr- drums and layman Rhythm guitar and jam. Rhythm guitar and jam. Sorry, I got that mixed up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, our drummer's good in jam. He's, he's, he's sick. Real in the pocket shit. <laughs> yeah, sick. Um, cool. So, obviously, I sent you a bunch of questions like the other day and stuff. So, I don't know. Let's start with a, a pretty logically, uh, well, what you'd call a logical first question. Um, what was the record that got you into hardcore? Um. Probably out of step or start today. Um, I think I got a burned, like a burnt CD copy, like a Windows Media Player kind of thing of out of step. But I had heard about Gorilla Biscuits from some friends who had just seen them, like at a reunion show. I think it was like 2006. And they all came to the skate shop wearing like sick ass shirts from the gig. And I had like just kind of gotten into like any type of rebellious activity whatsoever so like so it's like the first like my first friends that are like from the wrong side of the track you know what I mean and they're all talking about this fucking band um, that was playing Chain Reaction Ball like a big ring and it was like really biscuits and then like a week later they all like went and came back with like sick shirts and stuff you know and just like we're talking about how sick the gig was and I was just like I was like a young kid I was like damn I was playing like no score or something I was like that shit's sick like that's cool like, I, I was just pumped I, don't know, I was pumped because they were pumped and then, like, a, 
I, I ended up going to that same venue like a week or two later for probably like a really bad, uh, well, like people will probably say it's really bad, like like stuff like Motion City Soundtrack or like probably like a show like that. People can say what they want, but like those guys wrote some tracks. <laughs> and uh, and there's like a store connected to the venue called Off the Chain. And they had like record. They probably like buy records from bands that would play, and they had like merch from the bands. They also had like a bar in the back. Um, but they had the the start today. They they must have like Rev must have like repressed them or something for the reading shows. And I got one of those. I didn't even have a record player, but I was like, I was trying to find a shirt if they had any from the show. Like, oh no, we don't get any, but we have the record. So I was like, oh fuck it, like I'll just get a record. And I didn't even have a record player, but my friend did. Or my friend, my friend's dad did. So I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I just like played at his house, and uh, and then I I did, and it was sick. Um, so yeah, part those those are the ones, because uh, then that was like right, that was like right about when I was starting to learn how to drive, and like I definitely remember that. The burnt CD of Out of Step was one that I would I would listen to a lot. So yeah, part those two. Sick. So that's you pretty much started on the classics, like pretty yeah. easy. And Black Black Flag too. Like Riley Riley got me into. Riley was the one uh, who had the six shirt. Riley from Pocket Nine. We're still friends to this day. Um, I was actually friends with his his little cousin because we like played sports and stuff together growing up. And then Riley had like a Sex Pistols shirt at like a family gathering that I went to with his cousin. <laughs> and I was like, that kid's that like that your cousin? Like I found out that was his cousin. He was like, you know, but yeah, he's like he's like a punk. Like he likes that stuff. And I was like, that's fucking tight. In my head, I, in my in my head, I said that. And I'm like. <laughs> We ended up becoming friends later in high school, and yeah, he uh, he got me onto like you know like SST stuff like Black Flag and and stuff like that. I still fuck with all those three bands. Yeah, sick. Um, sort of on like an unrelated note. Well, trying to tie into sort of like the classic hardcore band thing. I was listening to my friend's podcast. Um, they were talking about like stuff they don't like and they just basically go on a rant about like films they don't like or bands they don't like and shit like that um and they brought up chain of strength on one of their episodes uh, now, interesting yeah chain of strength i believe it's from your hometown they're um they're from they're they're close they're from um more around the inland empire which is where alfredo lives it's it's basically the next it's the next county over but we're we're the end of our of the counties, like Yorba Linda, Fullerton, Anaheim. That's like the end of Orange County. Oh yeah. And then yeah. he lives he lives in Chino Hills, and he's like the beginning of the Inland Empire. So we're basically we're like five minutes away from each other, but yeah. But uh, but yeah. So yeah, Alfie's like the only one who can say he he's connected to Chain of Strength. All right. Okay. What about Chad from Red Death? Is oh yeah, yeah. Chad is from Retro Cucamonga. He's from the same little same little area. Yeah. So yeah, he's 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 OG, uh, Foundation Records head. Yeah, well. and then like Omar, from you know from from Soul Search, and then and and Aaron, and and some other, we got a lot of friends over there. My cousin, my cousins live in the IE. You know, it's cool. I like I like it. It's just a little. There's that's the area of the freeway. There's there's always traffic everywhere, but especially right there, like it's it could take thirty minutes to get to Alfie's house at the wrong time. Yeah. So, what's your sort of feelings on Chain of Strength then, like? Oh, I love them. I think they're one of the one of the best. Dude. It's it's uh, it is it's cool in a way also that we all get to like see them again and play and stuff. And they're, uh, you know, they they they're they're tight, man. They practice all the time. Uh, they probably practice more um, 
more than some of our bands do. They they practice at the same uh, lockout space in in Fullerton where I where I live, um, but a couple doors down. And we'll have days where we just like you know we'll be driving away from our practice and we'll just hear like you know we hear them playing and stuff and and we'll just like sit and stand or like just stand there and just like just get all pumped up and stuff and like Alex will two step and shit it'll be cool. <laughs> um, I love yeah I love change strength and like that. Um, just how much is like one of the illest songs of all time, and he's just got like a one of one cool singing style I think. Um, you know, they're all old, old guys. Now. I think Frosty's the shit. I love Frosty. I think he's one of the coolest dudes still. Uh, so, so yeah, I fuck with Chance Strength, dude. They're sick. Yeah, sick. So I was think I saw like, um, their set at like Rainfest or something in Seattle. I don't yeah, know, like the guitar, the, the guitarist was like wearing a Fury shirt. So I, I sort of thought there was like a connection between you two. Oh yeah, dude. Um, I remember standing next to Alfie when they were like when they were like setting up and stuff, or like when they were doing like the long ring out and uh, the feedback in the video game for like like I don't know, a couple minutes, and then like you know he just like turns around and I see like I see the shirt and I look at Alfie next to me, and we just like kind of kind of smile at each other, and just go on with our way, and like I see like I see him, you know, stage diving and stuff, and he was wearing an old foundation shirt, and I was like, man, this is it's so cool in so many different ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, they killed it there too. That was cool. That was, that was, yeah, that was one of those cool. Uh, how can you not think that's a cool little moment that those dudes are are thinking about you in any way, shape, or form? Um, let alone in like that classic, you know, like hardcore way, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's like whenever I see like um, an older band like do that with younger bands, like wearing a t-shirt and stuff I've, i think you can be like pretty pessimistic about it and probably just think oh well you know they're just trying to impress a few kids and try and show that they're still relevant and stuff but yeah. like end of the day you know they don't have to do it they could just be those you know stuck up their own ass old guys that you know saw it all the first time round, so they don't need to bother with any young bands or anything now so when they actually do take the time out to go you know yeah i'm wearing a shirt or yo i dig your band's record and stuff pretty cool um, totally totally agree yeah I, it's definitely easy to look on the uh look on the look on the bad side of things and think that people do things for the wrong intentions but it's just as easy i think it's a lot easier well not no i'm sorry it is a lot harder to 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 think another way like think like oh like maybe he does they do genuinely feel a certain way or maybe they're you know maybe they they might have bad intentions or maybe they won't but even if they have bad intentions maybe they've got other intentions too that are pretty genuine and, and natural i guess yeah no it's, it's cool i think it's cool when like older guys just show even if it is for like even if they're not so sincere about it and just like you know just want to give a like a younger band a bit of exposure you know it's it's a bit of help at the end of the day so yeah man i seen joe denunzio at more gigs this year than a lot of the people my own age so <laughs> i seen him like right there up front for no tolerance and stuff like or like Boston String, they're just like kicking, they're just like all pumped and stuff. So I don't sick. know, like people can, people can see what they want, but you know, that dude's sick. <laughs> yeah, sick. Um, cool. Uh, let's go for another one. Uh, classic hardcore band that you don't rate. Oh yeah, I had to really think about this one when you sent it to me. Um, uh, 
but the, for some reason mouthpiece got came to my head first yeah um, or maybe 10 yard maybe 10 yard fight maybe just because of that video it's just like that one that they did on on that c- cable access maybe that just did it for me <laughs> yeah but i think those two bands get a pretty good you know i feel like a lot of people are pretty positive or like they like those bands and maybe that's that's one and I, th- I don't i don't think i don't i don't hate them but you know i ain't trying to go get that record or nothing hands tied is cool but yeah maybe that's one but like all, i can i can find stuff i like and all that and all the classic stuff i think yeah um it all someone asked... just someone just told me about uh like um oh gosh never mind i was gonna go on a dumb tangent but right. just for, for, <laughs> fucking forget about it it's gonna it's a waste of time yeah um, no, I remember someone saying, I mean, to be honest, I haven't really checked out much mouthpiece. Maybe I should one time. Yeah. Um, the hands but, tied seven. I've only heard the hands tied seven is, and it's cool. It's really cool. So yeah, I've seen like a lot of people who I'd consider in the know would say, yo, hands tied over mouthpiece. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mouthpiece. I've, I've seen people just like, you know, mouthpiece was sort of like a time and place band where they were like doing the youth crew sound. In an era mm-hmm, where totally. that wasn't a popular thing to do, yeah, and they were like they were serving their purpose, but you know, as time's gone on, it's kind of like, uh, well, it doesn't hold up as well as probably what it once did. Yeah, def- um, de- oh yeah, maybe it doesn't hold up, but that guy, you know, I gotta give it to that guy. Like he he loves hardcore. He it's a Tim McMahon I or something. S- yeah, yeah, I seen him. I seen him at the. He's always you know he's at, he'll be at the big gigs and he'll be. Yeah, he, he does loves that. It still. He does that double cross webzine or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've been there a few times. Got some cool stuff. Some cool pics. <laughs> yeah. And it. Sick. Uh... Hey, shush. What's the dog saying? He's, he, there's uh, some fools next door, I think, bouncing around the backyard. <laughs> his name's his name's Zeus. His name's Zeus, he, class. Yeah. He's a, he's a rock. <laughs> he's, a, he's a badass. Sick. Cool. Um... Let's go for another one then. Um, here's a question that's probably more sort of closer to what I'd say that me and you probably get on with like musically, just from seeing what you post upon the internet and what I post upon the internet. Like, um, just I'll bring up the one band, and the only reason why I bring up the one this one band is because you seem to be the only person that like talks about them or like refers to them. Uh, and that's the Red House Painters. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, man. I wrote I wrote that one down. You said you asked me if I like the four AD stuff, and that was the one I, I I wrote down first. Yeah. So if I if I just sort of preface that, what I was saying there is just like, what's your favorite four AD uh, record? Um, definitely the the. So he he recorded, um, I think three the first three LPs all in the same, not the same session because it's like thirty or thirty five songs or something. But he he recorded them like uh, I guess technically it was the same session because he just did one one song by one song and then uh, Ivo the dude who runs for AD kind of pieced it together. He he did this with a bunch of different bands. Like he did it with the Pixies and and he kind of had a little I guess kind of have a system of doing that. Um, so all the first three LPs kind of have the same you know like they're in the same ballpark, um, but they all have their own little vibe and. To, that's like one reason I like 4ADs. Uh, the guy kind of at the head of all of it, he, you know, he had a he had a way of looking at things, and, and it might have not been like the greatest, or, or but it was a really I think it was a really interesting way to to see the world, and he was able to kind of get these 
bands that you would find under like, these like fairyland bands that you would find under like rocks in some mythical world or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and he was he, he was just able to get something like a special document out of them. Um, and like the art the art around all of it, it was was one of one was so special too. So you know those are the reasons why I like that label. But yeah, definitely the, the second LP that came out that he did. It's called. It's like they called. They're all just called Red House Painters. Like they don't have a name, but they're kind of. One of them is called Bridge because there's a picture of a bridge, and one's called. One of them is known as the Roller Coaster because there's a roller coaster on it, and definitely the roller, definitely roller, the Roller Coaster LP. It's probably my favorite. Yeah. But I love, uh, I love Surfer Rosa Man like that. Um, that and Come On Pilgrim like those for those two. I was th- I always lumped those two together because those were all recorded at the same time. And, um, you know, Heaven or Las Vegas is great. Uh, all the this Mortal Coil, Coil stuff. That's a hard one to say. All that stuff I love. Um, Matt, Mad Lucas, that breeder song is definitely like top two or three songs of, of my entire life forever. So, and that, that came out on a 4AD record. So, that one's, I love Future Islands. I love the new, the new Future Island stuff. That's, yeah. that's definitely, I, I would listen to that like, once a week. Uh, I love The National, like one of my definitely one of my favorite bands. Definitely one of the, one of the best bands I've ever seen live. Um, I, love, I, I do like that new merchandise. It is growing on me still. Um, but I'm hoping merchandise got one more record in them, like a real pop fucking hit I, I think they got them I get, they got something brewing I, I think deep down they really want to want to grab it they can do it but like that song that they had on the three-way split with no music and destruction unit that song is perfect and if they just had a record that was in that vein oh my god like that's it's a classic waiting to happen i think yeah I've, so yeah i fuck i saw i fuck with 4ad that's the yeah, shit yeah 4ad is sick i've got weird sort of feelings on merchandise because I sort of picked up on them with um, when they'd only had Strange Songs in the Dark LP. Yeah, yeah, like, when I, had the drum, the drum machine. Yeah, it's class. Like, I loved that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that was so sick. I just loved how dark it sounded. Um, and then they did Children of Desire, like, afterwards. And that's where I thought they sort of picked up a lot of their popularity from that oh, point onwards. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't dig that record. Like, um, I... Talk- I uh... No, I can sorry about that. Yeah, I was—I don't know—I just I couldn't dig it. And like, what's what's one of the songs on it? Like, "Children of Desire" or something. On. Yeah, that's the long one. I love that one. I think I, I love that one. I love time. Time is. Oh, that's the I, song. I, yeah. I, I think it's yeah. It. Tell me your opinion. I'll, I'll tell you what. what yeah. I, think of it. I don't know. Like time. I thought that time song was a good song. Like I'll I'll give it that. But like the rest of it, I just thought like it meandered and it was like. It's trying to be something that it wasn't and being longer and more drawn out and didn't really have the ideas to sort of back it up. Um, oh, I, I feel you on that. I, I think I get those those feelings here and there. Yeah. So yeah, I think if it was condensed and, and real sharp, I think that could, that would have been a real classic, like a big classic. I think it's going to be a classic just for the time and place it was and stuff like that. And there wasn't, you know, I think the the world really wanted a band like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted, I, I think I was the same way. I think there was a lot of meandering stuff. Um, and... And I wish it was more tight, like like that. Like, like, I, and when they, they did like an interview talking about they wanted to be like more Americana and stuff. And I love, I love that kind of style of stuff. Um, so like personally, I was really pumped. And especially after that one song came out on the split, I was like, oh, like this is, like right up my right up my wheelhouse. But uh, but yeah, I can't lie. The, the LP was a little disappointing. But I think, uh, I think over time they'll come out with some cool stuff. Yeah. And then they did. I'm trying to think of the name of the the record they did after Children of uh, Desire. Total, 
Total Night, they did that on 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 Night People or Total. What is it? Oh fuck! I know it's on Night People. Um, I think it might I got be called that, Total I got Night. Total, but it's like spelled Total with an E at the end. I think. Yeah, N I T E. Yeah. Yeah, something something wild like that. Yeah. Um, but, but I like I, I like that record. Like I, I do too. Like, I I thought that was better. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, a little bit less meandering. So I think I think tying it up a little bit. I think there's something a good mix of all this stuff that they've done. I think they could write something. something yeah, cool. I mean it's like they played. I, I seen them play. I wish they played with a drum machine, at like a RSVP like free show out here. I didn't go for some reason. I think I just RSVP later, something dumb. But like all the homies went, and they were like, "Oh my god, dude! Like it was insane. Like it was so sick." Yeah. This is after. This is after the the Children of Desire came out, and. So I was like, "Bam, damn! Like that sucks. I wish I'd have seen that's a, a missed opportunity." And then they played uh, maybe like a half a year later. I'm not sure, but they played with Lower in L.A. and I I liked it. Some of the homies had different had a different opinion. <laughs> they thought he was a little too out there, and a little too like, a little too Hollywood. But I, I liked it for some reason. I fucked with it. I thought it was cool. <laughs> Um, but that's just, I think mean, that's just personal. That like, yeah. But, it's, but, um, but, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, but, but, but quick, but that was his context for, I, I'd seen it. Then they came back and played with Power Trip and Title Fight and they had a, a different guy drum. They had Sam, um, our friend Sam drumming, um, instead. And it was, it was, they kind of played the more, the more poppy stuff, but even maybe some more of the little, not, not too slow stuff, but it was, it seemed like a real kind of more lo-fi way of doing things less so than the first time i'd seen him and i enjoyed that much more i remember yeah i definitely remember being in the crowd enjoying that a lot more i think yeah. it i think it just i dug his drum style too he's got like hella long arms so it's just like i think it's just cool watching him play drums too <laughs> they're flying like an octopus all over the place <laughs> sick yeah like they they came over here and taught um and they did a tour of a band called uh the not the eagles but eagles Oh, I love Eagles, man. Yeah, They're sick. So with the G, like like seagulls, but without an S. In the front. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they're great, man. I've missed them. They play. Who did they, they played here with Riot? And it was when I, we were playing with Unified Riot and, and Clear. It was like East Coast tour. We missed them. I missed Riot. Uh, they played Southern California twice while we were gone. Fuck. Um, and one of them was, was with Eagles in Pomona, which is like that, that's like right down the street. That's like you know, 15, 15 minutes away, twenty minutes away. Yeah. There's such a class band, and they're made up of hardcore dudes as well, like old hardcore dudes. I've I I've, I heard that my first they they played a TV show, and that's where I'd seen them. Just like my mom was watching a late night show or something. Yeah, it was and, da- I think uh, it was David Letterman. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it was. Yeah, I was. I'm. I I love, um, like that real angular, like seventy-seven kind of. I like that kind of stuff. That the English, like, Gang of Four and, and that kind of world. Um, so that shit was, like, right on. I love when, like, same with, like, Future Islands. I saw them up, like, they were on Letterman 2. It's my first intro to them. It was, like, same thing. I was like, oh, this is, you know, what a, this is what the show is made for, you know. It's these little moments, I think. So, see, so, yeah, I fuck with that band, too. Yeah. <laughs> a long explanation to say that I like them. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's cool. Um, but, yeah, like, yeah. merchandise came over here and toured with Eagles, and, I don't know, merchandise didn't really click with me, but I think that was possibly because Eagles were, like, really on point when they were, put, like, playing. Don't you hear 
Yeah, they look like they really. Yeah, I there. There's a ton of energy on that that Letterman gig. I can only imagine you know, like a hometown show or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, and not like a, a massive criticism of the the singer of merchandise, but I sort of felt he was trying to pull like the Morrissey sort of vibe with his vocals and stuff, like when he was over yeah. here, which. It doesn't really. I mean, I don't know what it ha- in like in America you could probably get away with it and stuff, but in England, not every- with my friends. It seems like after that show in LA. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel you, man. Yeah, nah, but like, you, as you could probably imagine, with like every second indie band over here, like the singer either pretends to be Ian Curtis or Morrissey. W A L K. Yeah, I can see that. We got we got a bit of a problem like that. Too. <laughs> so like, whenever somebody pulls it out, whether they're American, Brazilian. Hungarian, wherever the fuck they come from. If they try and pull it here, it's just like, nah, it's not gonna fly. Yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy. I loved. Uh, he was saying like smoopsy boopsy, like crazy shit like that, <laughs> and people weren't fucking. With it. I thought it was cool as fuck. So. <laughs> Sick. Maybe who knows what I you know. Time and place, man. I was just thinking, seeing it a different way. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um. It's like a sort of second part to that question as well. Like, obviously, I said favorite four AD record. Uh, also said, what was your favorite Creation Records release? Oh, that's easy, dude. Copper Blue, uh, number one forever. Fucking good choice. Um, yeah, that's just per- like just a perfect, perfect slab of music right there, man. Uh, but like, we I had a, we were talking about Oasis with all the friends the other day, and everyone. It, out here, I don't know. I'm sure it's over like other places too, but out here it just turns into like, it's like a virus that just spreads. Like everyone just has like an Oasis month where they just listen to that all. Like whenever you go into certain people's cars, it's just like oh, like got this record in again. Like cool. yeah, <laughs> and uh, see so yeah, all the all the you know, like, what's the story and be here knows you know. I like those. Those are the the cla- I like those ones too. And obviously, I love. Uh, I love nowhere and you know, but definitely Cop- copper blues number one man it's just like it's perfect and like the context behind it it's just interesting it's cool yeah perfect songwriting oh yeah it's a, a real feel good real feel good story and record yeah i mean what always hits me hard when i listen to copper blue is like the whole of like the album is pretty like easy going like lyrics wise and pretty upbeat and then like the slim comes on, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh fuck, yeah, like, that one's that he's got is some... hard. Like it's that is rough. He's got some. Kai, uh, I was listening to some random podcast with the dudes from Me Puppets, and they had a word, they had a phrase for like a, instead of saying heartbreaking, like they said something, you know, some sort of Arizona slang that was so fucking cool. But I was trying to, I was trying to rack my brain for what they said to say right now. But yeah, that. that that one's rough, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think. Isn't it about um, AIDS within one the... of his homies' friends? Like one of his friends or something died from from AIDS or something. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, and this. Something I think this was. Lines. I think this was before he sort of came out as well. Yeah, this is yeah right before. Yeah, I think he started doing like electro- electronic stuff right after, and that's when he kind of came out. Yeah, but that's that's. So this pretty... is like. Like ninety two or something, and then like I think after that he came out. But I think he was like no, like I'm sure it's known to all his homies and stuff. But yeah, actually, like yeah, I know you. I know you. Yeah. Nah, but 
obviously great choice um, I'm trying to think I've, I'm not even sure what I would say is my favourite Creation Records release I mean obviously your sort of um, your sort of universal answers would be like Loveless um, obviously like you know What's the Story uh, definitely oh, yeah. Maybe um, I mean I, I always rank ba- Band Wagon-esque by Teenage Fan Club up there very highly as well yeah well- I fucking love that band. It's a perfect band. Yeah. That's like I, I've had this. This comes up a lot where everyone, a lot of people, will say in the in the big scheme of things, that's like their worst record, and that's saying something too. That that's, I think that's not talking shit on that record. I think it's just putting the other ones on a really big. Fucking all their records are sick, dude. In their own little way. Yeah, I mean, I, I've tried to listen to like Grand Prix by Teenage Fan Club. Oh, I love I that just, one. Love that one. I I can't get into it. I I've tried, but I don't know. Maybe I need to give it another try. They're just silky, man. It's it's sick. Yeah. Have you seen that um, gotta, that creation? Cool have you seen that creation records documentary? Yeah, I saw it on like Vimeo or something a while ago, and it, like I think it kind of talked about Surf Driver for a few moments, and I was getting all excited, and then they just went to something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, then they, then they talk about Oasis a lot, like, like towards like the second half of it, it seemed like it was all. Yeah, because obviously I well. This is the weird thing with Oasis. Like Oasis is every bloke's favorite band in England. Like you go into a pub, they will be playing Oasis. Like Oasis was a cultural phenomenon as well as like a musical one. Um, so it would make sense why they'd cover that so much in like a documentary because it was just like there's still ripples from the Oasis waves back twenty odd cool. years ago. Like it's still, it's just ingrained into culture now. It's like part of British culture. Um, well, oh, it's 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 huge over here. Like there's, it's a real big car culture in California. So everyone's driving. So there's hella radio stations, and you, you know you can flip the the channels on like an hour or two hour drive, and you'll get like four or five Oasis songs on on different like different genre stations too, not just like an alt station. Like there'll be like a classic station or an oldie station or like a new alt. You know, it's just like pretty universal still and it's, you know it's all, the, all the songs get played so. actually that surprises me really because I I honestly thought like I knew Oasis like sold a lot of records in America but I didn't think they had that sort of uh, cultural sort of impact that you know it's like I can go up to like the pub that's pretty much near me and I will guarantee to see like at least six or seven you know bowl style haircuts like John Lennon, Oasis, <laughs> with like a Mac raincoat, Adidas trainers, and you know, and they're you know giving it large as they used to say, um, and and that's that's a resort of Oasis from the nineties, and it's still like that's a that's like a common character you'll see at any bar or any pub in this country. Yeah, genuine, genuinely mad for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Like we we like uh. I think we like the story. We we like a good story out here. I think that was that's all that was really big. Even with like, um, even with like the Beatles, I feel like there's way more documentaries about John Lennon getting shot than like their writing process or or Sgt. Pepper's or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, I think we like the you know America likes a good story. So I think we like that. But we like the the big hits over here. Like those, I would put those in the. Like the douchebag who gets a guitar at like a frat party, like he's gonna play Wonderwall, he's gonna play Sublime, and he's gonna play. Oh, what's the what's the third thing he'll play? 
I don't know, smoke on the water or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that was more like 20 years ago. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so they like we like the hits over here. He was on no, uh, Noel was on, uh, gosh, some random podcast recently, and I I loved everything he had to say. Man, his whole his his outlook on things is is cool and. And the way he would talk about, I love when people talk. I, I love when people who write great pop songs talk about great pop songs. Like if I could hear Paul McCartney talk about like a ZZ Top song or something, like that would be the perfect podcast for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but he was just like talking about the idea, like the idea of a good song and kind of how it forms and where it comes from and and what it can mean to a lot of people. Like they don't even need to know the words, but there's just some there's some over overlaying. Uh, message that people you just feel it like i think i love i thought i was telling some people that we had like a another discussion with some of our friends about like movies and and versus music versus all these different like different mediums and stuff and i think movies are great like great because there's you could just get so much in one little thing you get like get the visuals get the sound there's an aura over everything there's the timing of it you know there's a billion different little things that get all your, all your senses and it's you know it's great but music, straight up, this dude, uh, this this writer, his name is Paul Oster. He was the first. I, he he says something about music. It was the first. It was the the best description of music I ever heard, or like music that really hits you. He says like uh, he says uh, like music is music makes you melt into the world like that, and and it's the only thing that that is indescribable, but everyone feels like. It's, it's universal like every you just feel it like every and and that's a it's a crazy connection that people have with each other so sick. i thought yeah yeah i thought that was <laughs> chill sick um have you seen that um there's a youtube video of uh, oasis dvd commentary with no oh, i'd love to hear that. that's cool I'm, i'd love to hear that i love that kind of stuff have you not seen it no 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 oh man i'll i'll try and link you after this like it's it's Please purely do. it's like um and you know you know sort of like those afterthought things when they put together a dvd yeah they do the um, comments like, like, like the director and a couple of casts and there's some great there's some like some legendary ones yeah but um obviously on this one they just throw noel on it like over the music videos and noel's cool. explaining how and what was going on while they were making the music videos and it's downright the most fucking funniest thing you'll watch That's great. In, I, in... yeah he was he was well, he was still hilarious in that podcast recently, so I can only imagine him at his his peak back then. Yeah, yeah. And with a few added substances to to boot. Yeah, sick. Well, um, you sort of touched on the subject of films there, so I thought I'd bring this one into. I mean, I don't know like what your opinions are on David Lynch at all, but I thought I'd just throw it in there. So, what's your favorite David Lynch film? Uh, Nick Hinch asked me this the other day for a thing he's doing. And so it's fresh in my head. I like uh, Blue Velvet is like forever going to be number. That'll be number one. But uh, the snob in me will say I really like like Lost Highway and Wild at Heart right now. Those are I think in the last couple of years those are the ones I'll, I'll like pick out and watch and stuff. Um, I don't know. Those are yeah. Those are my the ones I fuck with. But in the in the big in the big scheme of things, it's always going to be Blue, Blue Velvet. But I like those other two. Yeah. I I've still yet to see um, June. Like or Dune is it pronounced? I can't. I can't remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen that either. I, I think it would be. Uh, I think I feel like I'm respecting Lynch by not seeing it because he has. I, I'm pretty sure he's got 
very bad feelings about it, and most yeah. of the people on it do. But I love Sting, so like, I, I feel like I, sh- I need to see it <laughs> just for that reason. They're, they're actually showing a, a documentary at this like um, local cinema in Birmingham. Um, of I think it was made before David Lynch made Dune, and it's basically about the script of Dune being the most um, important sci-fi film never made. And it's just oh, them, yeah. and it's I've, it's them talking about how this is such a great film, and how many directors have attempted to film it, and no one can get it right. Um, and like, yeah, and like, this is before David Lynch had a go at it, and I'm pretty sure David Lynch wished he never had a go at it, given like he some totally, of the totally does. Yeah. yeah, totally wishes he didn't, dude. He, uh, he, I think he got it was some some random financier was all pumped on him, and that's just that's a that's an equation for gold. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah, Dune's like the big, a real big book, um, in size and in importance. Uh, from what I what I see in, in here, my friends that have read it have only said good things. That's it's it's like you know, it's pretty heavy. But uh, so yeah, this is like that's a a recipe for gold. So I could see how that could be a big deal. But I think he he did he wanted to do it a certain way. And the guy gave him full reign. And I think over time he just kept making demands to Lynch and stuff. And I think he just got to the point where it's like it wasn't even his movie anymore. Um, so that's that's depressing. There's a, there's another something like that. Like uh, there's another documentary coming out about the Lost Superman movie that Tim Burton was supposed to do in in the mid '90s. And it's like kind of the same thing. It was supposed to have Nick Cage as Superman. <laughs> Kevin Smith was gonna write it. Tim Burton. This is like. Fucking this would have been it, it was it was supposed to, it was supposed to be like a cyber a cyberpunk superman so that's just like jesus dude that is wow. some heavy shit that's everyone's <laughs> favorite movie that never happened they don't even know it yeah so yeah that, that stuff man that really bones me out thinking about you know my friends getting getting in in accidents god forbid or or drowning or hurting themselves is a terrible thought but man that that's this is a depressing thought too, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, my friends and loved ones, but man, we really lost a good one there. Yeah. Fuck. Jokes, uh, it's a jokes, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think what other sort of like Lynch films. What, what's your sort of opinion on Mulholland Drive? I was, I was gonna bring that one up. I love that one. It was, I seen it the first few times I seen it was at friends' houses on DVDs and stuff. And it, I just kept getting distracted by different, you know, just people walking around. It's just a little more distracting. But I'd seen it later on uh, with my friend Cole and, and Jared and some friends. It was like a double feature at this old theater in LA called the the New Beverly. And that was the first time I think I, that was the first time I got to really sit down and just watch it. And it was on thirty five millimeter. It was an old theater and, and, and whatnot. Popcorn was like a dollar. You know, it's super cheap. It's a cool spot. I think I paid I paid probably less, easily less there for a bunch of food and drinks and the ticket, probably like half of what I would pay just for a ticket at a normal spot. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, saw it there and it was I I loved it. Um, I love I really like I love Justin Thoreau. I thought he, he I thought he was cool. Um, it really it definitely made you really feel like you're in a dream the whole time. Um, that that diner scene I think about that scene all the time, man. Every time I, I turn a corner or anything, it's all I think about. So, it's still pretty powerful. It's a, it's a, it's you gotta sit down and really 
you know, really give your time to it if you I think to fully appreciate it. I guess you could say that about anything, but that one especially. Yeah. I mean, first time I watched that, I did exactly what you said there, like lock yourself in the room, turn the lights off and just zone in the moment while you're watching it. Yeah, you got it. Um, I've never known a film to make me like shiver as much as I've watched uh, Blue, uh, Mulholland Drive. Like, I was yeah, you get shivering. A, you get a sick feeling in your stomach. Oh, like, my have you ever God. Seen, have you ever seen the, the Dark Crystal? Dark that, Crystal? Yeah, the 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 Henson movie. Nah. Um, I think, like, the same people who did, like, who did Labyrinth. It's, oh, like, yeah. that same, I think that same, like, team of people, that yeah. same era. But it, it's it's the same. It's a, you know, it's like a puppet movie. But you just get this, like, sick feeling in your stomach. Um, and... You know, it, I don't know. It puts a weird. It, it puts you in a weird in a weird space. And that was, yeah, that, that that definitely puts me in that same kind of kind of weird space. I mean, I, it's not so much like I don't know the imagery um, that's going on or like the music individually while you're watching it. It's just it's just got a vibe about it that's just so dark and like. Yeah. I mean, the the one that always sort of got to me was when. Uh, the two girls sort of break into the house oh, and, yeah. and go through the window. It's like, oh my god! Like, what is there is like, you know, you you've seen like things a million times worse in horror films, but how they present that is just absolutely ungodly. It's those little pockets in your head, and you don't know what it, you know. Not seeing it is ten times worse than oh god, man, than seeing something scary. Yeah, shit, man. I'm getting shivers just thinking about it now. Yeah, that scene, that scene I love is the one with the, the dude in the cowboy hat and Justin Thoreau and he's wearing those sunglasses at night just talking back and <laughs> forth. And you're just like, man, this is the, one of the creepiest conversations I've ever seen in my life. Man. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. What, what does he say? He's just like, um, oh, I can't remember the words now. But he, he basically he tells the, the, uh, the director something and he goes, yeah, sure, cool. He goes, what did I say? <laughs> it just stops in mid there, like, what did I say? And I think, like, the music style, it's like, something, like, it's a weird cut right there, too. Oh, yeah, that one was wrong. Yeah. He does it, there's, like, a similar vibe in, in Lost Highway that, uh, oh, what's his name? The fool that murdered his wife or whatever. What's his name? Um, fucking Beretta. Oh, anyway, the fool that plays, like, the weird devil guy in Lost Highway. Oh um, yeah, yeah. The conversation they have at like that little dinner party, it's like that same kind of oh man, just out of just crazy dude. Yeah. Or when he's on the phone with him, he's like, "I'm in your room right now." Oh, I'm in your living room. Oh, oh man. I, Wild. I, I don't know what I'd say is like my best scene from Lost. I, I, do you know what? I feel like Lost Highway is let down massively by the soundtrack. Oh, dude, no way, dude. That Nine Inch Nails part <laughs> when he's driving when he's driving on that Lost Highway. Oh shit. <laughs> Nah, and it got like Manson and stuff on it, and like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, 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 it's got Manson and like I think the Pumpkins did the song as well for it called yeah. I. It's definitely, I was gonna bring that up earlier. How I fucking love that shit, dude. Yeah, it breaks breaks my heart that you feel that way. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it worked. I thought it, I thought it worked real well. Yeah. like I I like that Pumpkins era, like that Adore <laughs> album. Like I think that's a class record, but I don't know. I think David was uh, he's trying to reach too much into current culture at the time with like Manson and stuff yeah that, uh, yeah, I didn't notice that's an apple's brain dude both of those fools <laughs> sick 
I could see those two getting along real well. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Let's see what other questions I asked you. Uh, where are um, I mean, obviously we've we did like a bit of talking before we recorded this thing, but um, do you have any like any particular funny stories from the last Fury tour that you did, or the one previous to that? Um, the last the last one was with uh, it's a full US or a somewhat full US with uh, with freedom and intent and unified right. Um, and a few days with power trip and that one uh just sort of every day i was like my mouth hurt from from smiling and laughing all day that was like the most highs i've ever i've ever been on they uh dude the one the one story that always comes with my head is that dude jaybo um from from western mass he's in a bunch of like random different bands um like depths of reality and and, and hoax and all that kind of stuff and then, and then we like we found out during the tour that he did the art for Hidden World, and that was like we geeked out on a little bit on that. I wish I would have geeked out on more. <laughs> but uh, my my favorite story from that was when we slept in Detroit. That was the second night of the tour. We uh, some of the guys got there, like the the Fury guys and Unify Right. We got there a little earlier than uh, I'm sorry, Unify Right wasn't even there yet. It was just we got there before the Intent guys, basically. And we're all kind of hanging out in our sleeping bags, whatever, kind of getting ready for bed. And they end up going to, uh, you know, they went to a place where only adults can go. And uh, came back came back a little bit later, um, feeling a little on, like they were on one. And, you know, just kind of stumbling around and getting, they're all picking out their spots to sleep. And, you know, whatever, everyone goes to bed. Next morning, you know, we're all laughing at night, whatever. So we got, next morning, we all get up, we're all, getting ready for the day and all that stuff and we all look around like hey where the, where's Jabo? and it's like I don't, I don't know really maybe upstairs or something so no one can find him and then finally someone goes outside and they see him just like hanging out in the back sleeping under the tree in their in that in the in Nick's backyard in De- I don't know, not in Detroit but somewhere around there and that shit fucked me up dude he was just straight up in his, in, on a sleeping bag just hanging outside his boots are just chilling next to him <laughs> fucking Johnny Appleseed or something. And there's like businesses around there. Like there's people going to work 20 feet away from them. And we wake them up at noon because we're all like getting, our, we all have our stuff and we're leaving. We're just like, hey man, like, we're bouncing. He just like gets up, looks up. Okay. Just like puts his shoes on, gets in the van. We go. He's sick. <laughs> Class. Um, um, just hang, hanging out with Andrew, uh, Arby's drink every day that first week was, you know, that's worth any, uh, any, negative thing that's ever happened to me in my life has is, is, is been alright because I know I had those few days with him so that was special fucking that last fest we played in LA was crazy or it was in Orange County actually it was supposed to be in LA it's called Berserk Town uh, that was that was intense man. I was like a, a crazy weird freak Studio 54 style party um, with crazy bands from everywhere playing I got to see Total Control I'll probably talk about them a few more times before this is all over but that they're straight up my favorite band. <laughs> and uh, so that was cool seeing them. It's all real headache and a fucked up play. That was great. Yeah. It was sick, man. Awesome. But, um, I mean, first time I sort of 
well, first time I ever had the chance to actually see you in the flesh and meet you in the flesh was that Boston gig we played with uh, when Shrapnel came over last year at the American Hardcore Fest. Oh, yes, yeah. We had been communicating uh, on the technology front. <laughs> but, yeah, that was the first, uh, first face-to-face. That was cool. Yeah. Because I, I, was, I was telling my friend today, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I've got to go home early and, like... Um, record this podcast with this dude from California. I was like, all oh, right, okay, well, how did you meet him? And I was like, well, he he was buying Fade shirts before Fade was even, like, a thing or anything. Like, I remember you, like, buying the demo tape and the shirt, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to, I'm thinking right now, I'm trying to remember how I, how I found that. Someone must have posted, someone randomly must have done something. But yeah, I fu- that shit was sick. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, I fucked with that, dude. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, obviously, you, you hit me up on that, and I was like, yo, thanks for, like, you know, checking us out from California and then paying the postage for a shirt and a... Yeah, it probably costs more than the shirt. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that was, like, obviously, first time i sort of known about you, and then the first time I actually met you was at that um, America's Hardcore Fest where Shrapnel and Fury break down amongst lots of the great bands played. Um, yeah, that was a fucking... That was fucking crazy. Yeah, and I think anyone who was there would probably, you know, probably say that Fury stole the show if Breakdown wasn't cool. their, it wasn't their top band of the day because, and this is I've, I'm not too sure who I think it might have been one of the other guys in Shrapnel was talking to Alfredo mm-hmm. about that toy that you did because I think it was wasn't it like Soul Search and Forced Order you were doing the tour with? Yeah, we did. Uh, it was six weeks. Uh, with us in Soul Search and then Forced Order did half of them like kind of in the middle they did three weeks in the middle of it all and our friend uh, so they've been Skin Father all, like all of our all of our homies they played the last week and then Misery played a, a few days as well so it was like five bands scattered uh, five California our California homies kind of scattered yeah but yeah it was hella long dude yeah like in eight, a couple ages eons yeah, yeah. But um, I think one of the other guys in the band was talking to Alfredo about it, and he was saying that, you know, Fury is still, like, a relatively new band. You only had the demo out then, and the 7-inch was just coming out at that stage. Um, and, you know, the reactions at gigs, you know, it was, you know, it was cool one night, and then the other is pretty quiet, and, you know, sort of just sort of going between that sort of motion and then you play that Boston gig and it was almost like you were the, the fucking the hometown heroes or something because everyone just went off as soon as you hit the stage like the vibe just seemed like it was there um, yeah something something was something was in the air that day that, that shit was crazy man yeah that was one of those uh, out of out of body experience type, <laughs> type situations yeah it, it had been it had been a you know, we were work. We were we were working, man. Like they, uh, we were definitely always odd men out on those gigs. Um, we were always. I feel like we up until that point, we'd always been odd men out um, on gigs and stuff. But that was. I think we liked that. We we liked that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, it's fun having having something to prove. You know. Yeah. And so I, I think we and that was that 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 fest was a big reason why we were doing the whole tour and stuff. We're like, okay, you know, we got this this big show with. You know, and Sam wants us to play. You know, he's putting the re- putting the record out for like this. Is, this is a dream, man. We gotta do this. All these great bands, like, fuck it. How can we say no? So we just went. We just went went for it for the whole, the whole tour, and everyone was in that same mindset, just like, 
just fucking putting their head down and gunning for it. Yeah. And so I don't know what it was. I don't know what was in the air, man. Something was just cool. So, I don't know. Time and time and place. Sometimes shit. Um, you know, sometimes it's off and sometimes it's on. And that one, that one's special. Yeah. No, it's that, that. Obviously, that's the first and only time I've seen you so far, and it's by and large like fucking class. Best band I probably saw over there. Um, Thanks, man. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> breakdown were breakdown were cool as well, but like my favorite breakdown song is Distant Dismissed, and they sort of fucked that up. So yeah, like, they, oh. they fucked it up over here the other day too. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're funny, dude. I like I like their style, man. Yeah. So, <coughs> I suppose half of it is like just seeing what Jeff Palin will say on stage, isn't it? Yeah, he was killing it in LA. Um, they played the other day, and he just kept walking back to the set list on the other side of the stage, and he was killing me, man. Sick. Just walking around with his backpack on. <laughs> He's sick. Yeah. Um, cool. Sort of ties into another one I asked you. Uh, what's your favorite New York hardcore band? Oh, uh, I know they're, they're Long Island. So it's, it's still New York, I guess. Fucking beyond for sure, dude. Straight up. They, uh, I, talk, I, was talking, I don't know. I think they're just way, way more uh, creative and out of the box. The lyrics are... are some of the best, like the best of that era for such a young kid, and like the best guitar, like Vic and fucking Tom Capone. It's like the shit. Alan Cage. It's, the, it's a, I said, what? There's nothing better than all that shit. It's like the perfect mixture of cool, cool shit. They all went on to do cool. I'm glad that they ended because they all did great, you know, good big stuff. But like that, I love that man. Yeah, I think things are number one for sure for me. Yeah, I think I remember being at um, the. The flop house in Washington, and me, Zach, and Chad were talking about Beyond. Um, and I think we were just sort of kind of well, how would you even describe Beyond? What would you sort of say they are is like a like a one phrase term? How would you sum them up? And the smart, only, yeah, smart is definitely one of them. Or um, sharp. I don't know. No, I had a oh, what's a good word? All I could, the only thing I could come up is like saying they're like. A smart metal bad brains, basically. Interesting is a great. I think that's a powerful word for that. <laughs> yeah. Because they're straight. They are straight. Multi fat. That's two words, but you know. Yeah. The right kind. They got. They got layers, and they're the right kind of layers. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like that um, makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, Alan Cage went on to do the Burn seven inch afterwards. Yeah, um, so yeah, that no, um, obviously they got they got they put a hell of, hell of songs out. We got we can watch a live vid still. They gave us what we needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's, they what's, made their mark. They made their mark. Yeah. What's your opinion on Burn? I fucking love them. That. Yeah. I think, um, but they leave me wanting. They definitely leave me wanting wanting more. But that that they're like, not even second place behind beyond like they're almost tied I, I guess like barely barely second place they're almost tied that that they're straight up next level just that the songwriting and, and the way he says the thing like they 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 live those songs dude it's cool like they're really they're in them that shit's cool yeah i mean aren't they playing like california pretty soon yeah they're playing with all the homies i can't wait man yeah they um 
those interviews they did where they talked about they asked someone asked them like oh like, what band like what, what were you guys like vibing on because you guys kind of came out of left field blah, blah blah whatever and they're like get that dude Gavin was just like yo like we really fucked with with Sade's backing band like that was like a big influence and I was just like dude like that is the coolest shit <laughs> I've ever fucking heard because I fucked with Sade's backing band too dude <laughs> shit's so ill um, but that was actually like this, like hearing stuff like that's cool. They did another one where they talked, where Chaka talked recently about like, oh, I don't want to, let's not rehearse these songs. Like let's play these songs or whatever. <laughs> and that's cool. Yeah. That shit's cool. You know? That's what you like to hear out of these yeah. the old bands coming back and playing, you know? My, I think my personal fave thing that, uh, Chaka Malik has come out with is about the chemtrails and stuff. Oh, what's he coming out with that? What's he saying? Uh, I don't know. He's saying stuff about you know you shouldn't let your kids get vaccinated and stuff because they're putting stuff in the the the, uh, the injections. Damn, and I'm fucked. Dude. The poison in the kids, and the kids are getting ill and shit. Man, I'm poisoned. I don't need him to die <laughs> because of that shit. <laughs> I suppose we're all a bit poisoned in some Straight way. Straight up, dude. Yeah. I still fuck with him though. He's still the shit. <laughs> um, he he he. I seen a few videos from that gig they played in. New York and he looks sick. Gavin looks sick. They play it. It was tight and right. So I'm I'm excited, man. Something I definitely didn't think I'd ever I'd ever be seeing. All I've, we've done hella surreal shit, but that's that's up there, man. Seeing that band's that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, they're like I think they're playing next Sunday in London. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So and it's my birthday as well on that day. So oh shit, pretty, so fucking hell. Yeah, pretty good birthday present. How old are you gonna be? 23 23 that's how yeah, I'm, I'm 23 yeah i seen quicksand i've seen quicksand on my on my birthday yeah what do you think of them cool. i loved it dude i love that i love that band and they blew me it blew me away i seen them three times that year they, every single time they blew me away i didn't see them at those i didn't go to those rep shows but fucking uh i seen them oh, they played a fest now that, that was cool i think i seen them first at the fest and that was cool just because i've seen them but when they played on my birthday, man, that was that was crazy. They were it was at this place called the Fonda. That's where like like Nick Cave and those kind of big fucking acts play there. You know what I mean? And they killed it. It was it was fucking next level, dude. Uh, Alan Cage is insane. Uh, Wally's still the still the fucking coolest dude. Uh, so they were cool, man. Fucking Tom Capone looked like Voldemort. <laughs> Scary. Dude. But we went. I went to Amoeba. It was in LA. We went to Amoeba before. It was like right when that movie Drive was coming out, I think, because there was a billboard of Drive outside, and Ryan Gosling was in Amoeba with Ryan Adams, and this fool I was with, this like high school kid, he dropped out now. Unfortunately, he was cool, but this fool was wearing like some random shirt, and this is like some random hardcore. Shirt. I think it was like some Boston thing, and he uh, he was like just like walks right up to him, and was just like, "Hey man, can I get a picture?" And he had just walked into Amoeba, and I was like waiting for the fucking Beatlemania chicks to come out of nowhere and just like, just ravage them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm like trying, I'm like trying hard not to laugh because I, I like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he's got some great clips. <laughs> and and uh, so I'm just like, I just can't, I'm just, I just can't believe what's happening in front of me. And this is right when those like American Nightmare rumors are coming around, like oh like Goss- Ryan Gosling was at the American Nightmare show last night, blah blah blah. So for some reason that was just in in my head. So I was like, and then he was like staring at at this kid's shirt while he's talking to him. I'm like, what the heck? Like, what if he is like a Boston head? This is crazy. Like, maybe that rumor's true. <laughs> um, 
and we didn't get to really I, I, I think it's asking because then at some point that's when like people started coming around and he had to leave and all that kind of shit but that shit was great I got a, like I got that was a great day dude I got a, the the hot body gram for like 10 bucks at a movie that day I had my first legal beer it was cool <laughs> sick great that... great one of those one of those great days man you just never forget. You just don't. Man. <laughs> you don't forget. You don't forget. Sean Scud talking to Ryan Gosling. You know? <laughs> that sort of reminds me of a picture I saw last year. I think it was from when um, when Violent Reaction were over with the Flex last summer, and um, I think it was the guitarist from Freedom. I think his name is Nick. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, he posted a picture of him. I, well, he didn't post a picture, but there was a picture of him talking to Quentin Tarantino, and yes. he was wearing a shrapnel shirt. Yes, and that was like the image of like Quentin Tarantino quite clearly looking at Nick's shirt in the picture. Dude, that pick is so ill. <laughs> he, I this that this story got brought up on on this last tour. Um, it was for God, some random. I think it was for like a random. Like some random Japanese movies or something was getting shown. I don't know, or maybe it was at like a party. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was, it was, I think it was one of his roommates' little shindigs, or I think his roommate's girlfriend does something in films. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, yeah, I think he met him, and after like as he was talking to him, I think one of his friends like went up and embarrassed him or something, and kind of ruined it, and missed a great opportunity to keep going. But yeah, that picks crazy, dude. Yeah. Cool. A buddy of mine, a buddy of mine, met Tarantino at that aforementioned theater because I think he kind of, I think he owns it now, or he, he's, he, I think he kind of took it over because it was going to go out of business, and he's, he's all for film and all that. So, but he did a double feature there, and my, one of my friends went and, and chatted him up and stuff like that. And he said it was, it was fucking cool as fuck. So, jealous to both him and, and Nick. <laughs> Sick. Cool. Um. I think I'm going to ask you like one last question and then that's probably like does it for today. Um, Chill. Let's end on like a, a sort of current note. Um, what's your favorite current bands? Um, and this is hardcore and non-hardcore. Um, I saw Slide of Hand a couple times this year from Florida and they might be my they might be my favorite. Uh, of the current hardcore, they got they got another band called Deflect out there that's fucking really cool as well. Love Unified Right. I say yeah, all those fucking cool. I love all those guys, yeah. all the bands. Uh, like Discrepancy from out here. I like Blazing Eye from out here. Um, Enough Said from out here. They're great. I wish they they would do another record. Uh, yeah, man, there's some great. Man, there's a shitload of great bands out here. I could go on forever. But my, but fucking bit, above all those, I love all those bands. But fucking Total Control is is number one. I love Truehead. This band Truehead from from DC. There, um, uh, this guy Aaron uh, did this little project. Um, he played in Line Line of Judah, and after that, kind of span he he started doing this other thing. And it's uh, like I said earlier, like music. Some things are just indescribable, but this one is is real tough. It's just like you're. Uh, you know, when, like you read, I told I told him this one time. Like when you read a good book or something, and there's just, or like you watch a movie with a good narrator, or are there just their movies just you're getting it from a certain perspective that you just feel 
like it's like your brain voice like it's just something that you already know like it happens and you're just like oh like that's it's so natural it's almost too natural you know what i mean and that's like i, I would put that true true head in that that part i guess of, of my life like there that's like my and when i heard it it felt like i had, I had heard it a million times already um so I, that there i love that it's a that, that record special I like that band a lot, but to, yeah, to, total control, man. That's that's definitely the band for me. They're uh, this band from Australia. They're all they all come from other great bands. Uh, they got a cool cool scene out there. But them, man, every day I, I I find more and more things and more more avenues with that band that just make me like fucking just keep falling in love with them. Man, I love that. They uh, this this band that's like the not even every band like you can just be like oh like that's something something of the past or you, you know you can see the lineage even though that's not that nothing that's a bad thing but it's just you know the rolling stones were fucking little richard you know what i mean like it's not it's not nothing nothing's really changing on it but they they're 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 everything from the past they're like they're like the, they're the future i know that's such a silly <laughs> way to put it but it, it they just have every they're just this this fucking Entity, man. I don't know. I can't. It's almost. It's indescribable. It's, it's hard, man. They're back to the future. They're great. I, yeah, straight up, man. They. I love that. That's a band. If I, if I could, you know, hip to that band. If you, you know, if you really want to find some, find something special. I think the, you know, that the the dude who runs that. Uh, I mean, the the, the dude who sings in the band does this this thing called Distort scene in Australia and and. Uh, <laughs> and uh it's one of my one of the people I live with little friend huh. and uh he's taking the trash out but uh fuck dude god where I lost my train oh they so the, he runs a zine out in Australia and so he I, he's got a, he's got a brand that you could pick at man like that that's that's one of the, one of the dudes I I think is doing something really cool I think he sees things in a certain way and, and cares about certain aspects of of art and, and really um you know really does it does it does it right by him and does it right uh, i think for the for the other people in his band. i don't know he's just got a good vibe in there the the drummer's guy he's a great great artist and, and i think he does he does a lot of the, the songwriting stuff with him too with, with all those guys and uh uh a recent show in new york on this last tour they did they played in New York, and the, the drummer was wearing a, uh, a wishing well uniform choice shirt, um, and it's that that just like that kind of shit is just so uh, I don't know kismet. There's just something something cool, and I I, I, I fucking punished him at at Berserk Town. Uh, I seen him chilling. It must have been like the Australia corner because like Royal Head just played, and he was like behind the merch, and I was already gonna go get like a shirt, and fucking record, and all that shit. And I see him, and I'm just like, fuck, so ill. Like, I'm, I hope he fucking finishes talking to that dude right there so I can just give him some you know, fucking props and just talk to him because I don't think I'd ever... Well, I used, they're never going to come back here. It's Australia. I didn't think they'd ever come back here the first day. I thought they had broken up or some shit. And uh, so I, I, I had to go fucking talk. But I fucking punished him and brought up the uniform choice thing and all that. And so that was, that was cool. He had, uh, you know, he was uh, very humble and had nice things to say. So that was cool. Love that band. Yeah. That last that last LP is just a masterpiece. It's just a masterpiece. It's a it's it's huge. I don't know how to. That's the one with the, so the birds many, on so the cover, levels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's got the two uh, 
I think the Pope, I don't know when, when the picture was taken, but the Pope let out some doves or something and a crow attacked some of them. And there's, it's just like a picture. It's just like, oh, perfect, perfect picture. <laughs> they had some, I think some random uh, Euro artist or someone did kind of added a little few things to it. On the back of their record, there's like this, this like short story type, type little novella type thing. Um, I guess way smaller than novella. It's like, a, you know, like a, like a, almost an article, a big article inside a journal piece, I guess. And just, I don't know, I, it's, it's just, it's, it's heavy, man. It's, it's fucking, fucking really good, man. Yeah, sick. Um, cool. Straight up talking about that shit all day, dude. Just yeah. Someone loves to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> love, love, love that shit. Awesome. Um, I think that about Oh, raps... oh, but I gotta give, I gotta give shouts to fucking Fell to Low, too, because that, they just put a record out on fucking Rev, and that's going to be one that's going to last way longer than than any of those Rev records. Like that, that they are, I tell people all the time that they're like the Captain Beefheart of, of music nowadays. They're really, they're really on some next level shit. And that band, I think 4AD would have been chomping at the bit to have a band like this back in the day. Not, they not, not fit the exact same style, but that kind of vibe of really something special and out there and someone really saying something in a new and different really cool way and a hard I don't know, that, the band's definitely not huge commercially it's, it's hard to kind of get into them but fuck man like if you really give that band a time of day they can really you know, they can get you feeling some new things get you thinking about music in a different way that should definitely uh, get checked out yeah they're, they're sort of like well I've seen comparisons made to Slint with them yeah um, Slint and and unwound and and stuff definitely in that thing. Drive like Jehu, they're all they're in that, you know, if, if you're into that kind of stuff. But I think they fucking blow all those bands out of the water. <laughs> Even unwound and unwound's a fucking goat, dude, straight up. <laughs> but I can see unwound. I can see their, his new band, but I can't see unwound. But I can see Filter Low, and they. Uh, that's the every time I see them, man, it, it is just a kick in the ass, dude. Even blows Spiderland out of the water. Oh, straight up, that shit's <laughs> the fucking shit too. But their their drummer Walker, Walker man, he, he he does a lot of this stuff, and I don't know, man. I just whenever I see him, I just see like like a an old watch going out, like just things are just going tick tock tick, shit's just clicking in his head. I don't know, man. He just is he's he's out of he's out of this world, man. <laughs> Sick, cool band, awesome. Um. Yeah, cool. I think that about wraps it up. Um, is there any like other shout outs you want to do before we sort of call it quits? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know, man. Just to all the all the if any of the friends are listening to this, and thanks to thanks to y'all, you guys are fucking cool. All, all the homies out there have uh, have been around for real cool moments, and so I definitely won't forget any of you guys. Uh, oh, Jared, so that's true. Oh, that's good. Um, my roommates turned closing. Closing the door. Uh, and uh, the all the bands have stuff. Uh, Fury's riding, so we'll, we'll we'll be low key for a while. We're doing like some some shows here and there. Um, I think we're announcing a, t- uh, a tour this week um, with uh, with Agnostic Front for a few days, and then we're doing Triple B Fest again. We're doing FYA with. Um, that band repentance that that dude was on the other day. I'm I, I'm, I'm wanting to see that band, so that's that's fucking cool. I didn't think I'd ever see that. Um, but besides that, we're, struck, we're 
laying low and writing a record. And then Layman, uh, we recorded stuff like sure, like a year and a half ago, and it's finally coming out. Um, I think next week, I think we're probably going to post about it and do all that shit. Um, that's the first band I ever started. That, that's like my baby. Um, I, I love that band's a, a special thing to me, man. So I'm happy that's finally coming out. Jam's got the single coming out. Uh, there's like a song online somewhere on SoundCloud. Uh, oh, fucking hopefully Discrepancy record comes out soon. Enough said had a record come out uh, last year that people should check out. Uh, Wild Moss got a new record coming out. They're cool. Tony Molina hopefully it's got a new record coming out. Cat Party wrote the best LP in Orange County history. Uh, or second best behind Rick Agnew. Fucking uh, I wrote down Inside Out's the best the fucking California band. Uh, no, they're tied with Minutemen. Paranoid Time EP. Uh, that was like the second round. After I got like out of step and that stuff, like I, once, but once I got that Minutemen, that first seven that that smoked everything out of the water. Like, D Boom, like that's my mentally, that's like my guy. His, his style. So shouts to Minutemen. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Class. Well, yeah, it was sick having you on, Jeremy. Um, like I'll do with like all the other podcasts, I'll just listen back to it, make sure it all come out right, and then I'll send it over to you, see what you think of it, and just take it from there. So ill, thanks, dude. This is uh, this is cool. I like the I like the pod. I hope you keep going with them. We, I love fucking podcasts out here, man. I'm always driving, so I'll do like a record and then a podcast record. So it's good. I like that. That's, I like especially in this vein of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, Sigma. Well, yeah, cheers for taking like nearly two hours a day to like talk to me. So I appreciate yeah, I'm it. kicking it, man. It's, it's the weekend. I worked already today. I got like 14 hour work day tomorrow. I got a bunch of different stuff I got to do. So today I'm just chilling. I'm straight up by the pool right now. So <laughs> no worries, man. I'm going to take a dip. Classic dip right now. Awesome. I wish I could say the same, but it's like half 11 at night. I've got to go to bed soon. So. <laughs> Get in the bath or something. Yeah, yeah, that would I, be my I, equivalent. <laughs> I straight up peeled this orange at the beginning of this, and I've just been staring at it, waiting to eat it. So, fucking very excited for that too. So, I'll do that one. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh, I'll leave you to the pool and the orange. Hell yeah! Thanks, dude. Yeah, cheers okay, for doing I, that, man. I, of course. Hopefully, I see you uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'll I'll be over there at some point, and you'll be over here at some point. I'm sure. I so. hope. Hopefully within. Hopefully within the year, that would be fucking. That's the dream. Dude. That's the dream. That's what we're living for. All right, bro. Awesome, I'll man. I'll see you when I see you. Yeah, I'll see you when I see you, mate. Later. All right, see ya. Bye.